Thank you for joining us today. Uh, my friend Andrew and I will be talking about Second City. Um, so as always, I'm your host, Sana, and on our podcast, Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Herself, I am welcoming my dear friend Andrew, with whom I we uh, actually talked about something very deeply personal in the previous uh, podcast, which was Love and Loss. However, uh, Andrew and I will be doing a series of podcasts that around other subjects as well. So the subject for today, the topic for today is um, Second City and improv and our experiences with it. Yeah, Second City and the improv experience, why I love improv. So welcome, welcome Andrew. <laughs> Thank you very much, hello again. <laughs> hello, hello again. So uh, yeah, how, uh, here's my question to you. So. Just for, for some background, um, Andrew and I have been through Second City, so we're both graduates of their um, improv program, like level A to E. Um, and I know for me, in, my, in high school, I used to be in the drama club. And we wrote, uh, we basically wrote a play and we performed. And I remember we even went to some competitions. I just... I remember the energy, the excitement from being around uh, individuals or people that loved drama, drama club. Not, not like drama in a bad way, I meant that loved the theater, that loved performing. Mm -hmm. uh, and although I never took drama in high school, which I regret, I mainly took science and French and art. Um, I got into it, I, I, took, I was in the club still because my brother, my brother was big into drama. He hosted, the, the talent show, he was the mascot. So he would dress up, our, we, we were Bethune bears. So he would dress up in this uh, Winnie the Pooh bear outfit <laughs> for these shows. And he was terrific. I was yeah. actually known as his sister. Everyone would say, yeah, yeah, I saw his sister. Um, so this is how popular he was. And, and he, was, he was good. I mean, he was funny. And I, I saw him even do improv and, and I, I don't know because of him he got me into the drama club and and that whole that whole experience stayed with me forever and obviously you know I went to university graduated studied science yada 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 fast forward here I am thinking I need theater drama I need performance in my life and finally finally I decided to take action and you and I were having dinner one 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 night when um I asked you, I think I shared what I wanted and what did I ask you? <laughs> well, um, yeah, we had this wonderful dinner at this just a little bit around the corner from you. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, we were sitting there having our usual conversation where one minute we're high, one minute we're getting deep, one minute we're <laughs> laughing again. And um, Five at conversations that point, <laughs> I was... Exactly, at least, at least. Uh, yeah, I think we, yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember at that time we were having a chat about um, just life in general and what we enjoy and everything. And I was kind of sharing with you that um, I had really lost a lot of the things that I used to enjoy. And I could not for the life of me think of things that could replace those long lost loves. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you were kind of grilling me in a very nice, gentle way. <laughs> Why, way thank you. you. Do. And, um, you just kind of said, well, you know, what? <laughs> well, that's you. <laughs> uh, 
but you just said, you know, what are the things that you think are going to make you happy? What would you like to do? What would you, what have you always wanted to do? And uh, again, like I said, in our last conversation, I kind of very meekly said, well, I always wanted to do improv. And you pretty much jumped over the table and said, <laughs> yes, I want to do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, um, and I was very taken aback at first. And, but at the same time, I was excited because I thought, great, here's someone I can do this with because I'm not a person who has enough courage to do these things on my own. And all of a sudden I had this person jumping out at me saying, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Is and, there a moment um, of regret that one like, oh, oh, we're actually going to do this? Ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say that? Did you have that um, moment? <laughs> I will be honest with you, there was, but not in the way that you may think. Um, <laughs> my only re regret was how badly am I going to make a fool out of myself doing this? <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, I just thought um, I got this person with me who's so gung-ho, so natural for this, so enthusiastic, so genuine about it, that uh, I was in good hands. And uh, so I didn't have any fears going into this. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking at first, and then we said, okay, well, let's explore what's out there. And I wasn't thinking at all Second City would be the place for us. I figured that's way too high end. That's a lot of pressure. And that's ended up, that ended up uh, what we did. Yeah. And um, it was incredible. And to be going through this with my friend, uh, at least the first three levels we were in together. Yes. Um, but if you remember, this is not the first time that I did something for the first time without my friend Sona at my side. <laughs> Huh. Do you, do you do remember you... the karaoke? Right. Yes, yeah. I do remember. You hadn't you performed that? in a very long time. And I remember we, yeah. we got on stage together. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't sung in about 28 years. And there's <laughs> a reason for that. Um, and then for whatever reason, I decided to go out and do it. And I showed you what song I'm going to do. And you're kind of like, what? I've never heard of that song before. I've never heard <laughs> of that group before. And I said, I have to. It's low register. That's what I need. And, uh, you know, I've got three rules to karaoke for me. Number one, wait until everybody has had at least two drinks. So their perception is a little bit off and I sound better than I really am. <laughs> They're more encouraging two. that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. More enthusiasm and uh, they don't care if I'm off key. Uh, number two is um, singing a low register. So, you know, I'm not going to do anything that fluctuates into high registers because I cannot hit those high notes. No Darren Hayes and, uh, you, right? from, from Savage Garden. Remember him? Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well the, to okay, the darren hayes fans out there you know <laughs> like, he's got a spectacular range anyway continue so your rules you had yeah um, you know number, liquid courage you had yeah, yeah. <laughs> liquid courage for everybody else mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> not me just those. <laughs> yeah yeah you know i'm not a drinker mm -hmm. and uh number three was um make sure that i i get a song that doesn't have a lot of singing to it it has some oh. talking in it, so I can kind of get away with that. Very crafty. Uh, Very yes. clever. <laughs> so this song had a little bit of all of that. Uh, and, of course, people had more than their fill of drinks at that point. So <laughs> yeah. I knew that if I went up there, they would just give me a standing ovation no matter what I did. <laughs> and, um, but I said to you, I'm so nervous. And you said, you want me to go up there with you? And I said, but you don't know the song. You said, don't worry about it. And you just stood up there with me. 
even though I was doing the quote unquote singing, um, you just stood up there with, uh, and danced right beside by my side. And I specifically remember I had my left arm around you in a way that was like, you are not going anywhere. <laughs> I am not doing I, I this I did alone. felt that grip of death, you know? I was like, you're not leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm and, joking. Uh, I'm I, joking. Yeah, no, no, it was, I, I swear. I swear it was a, death, a grip of death. But um, in all honesty, you, you offered, um, you know, without any reservation to go up there with me. Um, and like I said, you didn't know the song, you didn't sing, you didn't have to, you didn't care how you looked. You were just up there supporting your friend. And so that was the first time I braved uh, something against my greatest fears uh, with you supporting me all the way. And improv was number two. Thank you. Thank you so much. What an honor. What a compliment, man. Um, I promised I did not mean for this to be so self-indulgent, but you know, I just can't help being so awesome. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I, to be serious though, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm so happy. I love how too. modest and humble you are. <laughs> oh, so modest, so modest. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. here's here's the thing. I think um, we, you know, as friends, uh, as people have all kinds of whatever relationship they have, I think, you know, it, it's very rare that people acknowledge uh, or express gratitude or just share that without, and again, we, we're guilty of saying, well, this is so cheesy and corny, but only until something bad happens and people then we start thinking, oh no, I should have said this more. I should have done this more. So uh, I, I had learned this lesson from a very dear friend uh, at university. You know, I, I saw the way he spoke to, to me, to his sister and I would think in my mind, man, if my brothers and I were around this, we would be laughing. But yeah. but just to, it was so pure. It was you so honest and authentic. And I learned a lot from him. And now as we're having this conversation, part of me again started going into comedy mode. Like, oh, yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, this is me trying to avoid the compliment and absorbing it. And I think it takes a maturity to just say, well, thank you. That was really touching. Yeah. That was, I'm so happy that I, I could have, I was there for you. I'm so happy that I was able to inspire you and brings, <clears throat> and it brings me joy to see that, to see my friends thrive and see them grow and, and also try new things with people and be creative. So I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, oh, such a thrill. It's such a thrill. Yeah. Well, you're amazing at that. And again, you Thank know, you. you've already given me two amazing opportunities to break out of my shell and go against my better judgment of sacrificing my, my personal image uh, and embarrassing myself in front of everybody. Uh, and I did it. That. And People I guess what? I survived, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Um, the world didn't end. <laughs> no, it didn't. I'm surprised. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you said, uh, this is great. Um, you were talking about, uh, learning a lesson about being grateful and saying thank you genuinely. Mm -hmm. And I learned that many, many years ago as well. Um, because I was horrible at accepting compliments. I would never believe any compliment any, anyone ever gave me mm -hmm. for two reasons. Number one, um, because of the way I grew up, which I won't go into, um, I never believed that about myself. And also I never trusted anybody when they gave me a compliment. 
mm-hmm. because you know you get so many people who give you a fake compliment and you say thank you and then they burst out laughing uh so i kind of learned my lesson after well, that's a thousand me. incidences of that yeah what? yeah so i remember i was in my 20s once and um uh, my mother's cousin and her husband had uh come out to visit. I was living out West at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we all went to lunch at a pub. And as we're walking from the car to the pub, going through the parking lot, my mother's cousin, she turned to me and she said, you look very nice today. And I just kind of went, you know, I, I shrugged it off. And mm-hmm. she said, don't you ever do that again. And I, I just kind of looked at her with surprise. And she said, when somebody gives you a compliment, you accept it because if you don't, you're insulting them. And it was the first time I ever thought about it from the other perspective. I never saw it from the perspective of of the giver. Mm. That when they do give you a genuine compliment, they are giving you their opinion. They're being honest and genuine with you. And they're stepping out on a limb to do so. And they're showing you their appreciation. And when you do shrug it off or decline it, it is an insult to them. And I never knew, I never saw it from that perspective. And when she said that, uh, my gosh, it, it's like a slap in the face. And since that day, I will always accept a compliment. Even if I don't believe it in myself, I believe that that person believes it. And I appreciate that and I respect that. That's really, so, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm great. Sorry, go, it's sorry, go ahead. A, no, no, no. Uh, so it is a, a really important thing to remember is um, someone's giving that to you for a reason. Right. And um, let's honor that. What an interesting, what a lovely perspective. You know, I, truth be told, I don't think I've ever thought about it that way either. Um, I do know I lecture, not lecture, I, I always, I do point it, point it out to my friends when they shrug a compliment off. I basically, you know, lecture them, be like, don't you, you, know, you better take this compliment. Who do you think <laughs> you're impressing? What are you doing? You know, because it's, it's like, and, and women tend to do this more. Uh, than men, I've noticed. Again, I just purely on observation. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've even read about this. It's, you know, you say, oh, your hair looks beautiful. And someone will say, well, they'll say, well, you know, uh, it's, I just got out of the shower. Like, it's my bad hair day. Or you say, mm-hmm. well, you know, this, what, what a beautiful sh- dress you have. Well, you know, I mean, it used to fit great, but I've gained 10 pounds in the past year. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so it's it's really that self-deprecating um dialogue it, it has such mm-hmm. an impact on us but and i i was quick to not quick but i did pay attention to this because i remember reading about it in many places and and then i when i started observing it i thought oh my goodness this is true and i was doing it myself and i thought how <laughs> why am i doing this to myself so i was still thinking from my perspective but it's what you just shared is is all is really really um, very valuable, and mm-hmm. to think that you know it is someone's opinion and and they are you right they're they're taking a risk of just expressing it, telling you what they they think it's it's they didn't have to say it but they mm-hmm. they said it and it's a very deep thought right it's a personal deep thing that they just told you and if you just go blah you know it's almost it. it it would be insulting and I never yes. ever thought about it from their perspective. So. Yeah. And I didn't up to that point. So I'm so grateful that uh, I did get that slap in the face because uh, it really changed things for me. Yeah. that's uh, And that, also that it helps me to understand other people too. When I give them uh, compliments. Absolutely. 
yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so going back to what we were saying, uh, I give you all the compliments in the world for bringing me out of my shell and standing by, by my side at, at, uh, without risk, you know, without worrying about risking your own, uh, 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 personal image as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm just, I'm really happy that, you know, you, you took to it, you know, you could have said, Nope, not doing it. Right. You could have said, mm -hmm. nah, you know, I'm not in a mood because I couldn't drag you up there. Right. I couldn't, I'm happy that you, it takes two, right. It takes two to, yeah. to, to get through that to when you have someone that offers, but then ultimately you have to make the move. You have to say, all right, let's do it. And you did mm -hmm. that. You did that during karaoke. You did that for Second City. And guess yeah. what? You're doing it right now as I my am. guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is three. Thank you. You came up with the lucky three now. So this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mean to, to, to get more compliments. I just meant that what a wonderful way to grow with people, right? To support mm -hmm. them, to encourage them, to take sometimes just to encourage your friends to get out of their comfort zones and especially when you know they have a lot to offer so i commend you on on believing in yourself having enough faith to say i'm going to do it and that kind of courage takes time and, and it's not easy so and we can tell we can talk about how how what do we do in improv there's no story so okay for so for those that don't know what improvising is improvising is this form of art performance where you go on stage now you're working with people there's no story you're performing on the spot you're making up things on the spot and you usually get a hand from the audience so so for example if andrew and i went up stage and we were performing we would basically talk to the audience how's everyone doing great all right so um we we would get a suggestion so hey so uh what kind of what do you like to do on a on a saturday night and someone will say bowling and, and you know someone will say watch jurassic park and whatever suggestion we get we take inspiration from that and then we present to you this short funny you know scene that's completely improvised uh, and that's the beauty of it. You think on the spot. And yes, there's many opportunities to humiliate yourself. Oh, so many. <laughs> because you have nothing to go on. Yeah, <laughs> there's no yeah. script. There's no dialogue. <laughs> You're just making it up as you go along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's there's no rewind button. You can't no. stop and say, hey, take two. It doesn't work that way. No. Can you cut that out? Uh, can we no. go back? No, no. Whatever yeah. you did, you had to do. Yeah. Um, and I told you that um, I am a delayed improvis improviser, right? <laughs> um, whereas uh, I'll think of a great idea 10 minutes after the fact. Uh, <laughs> but in the moment, I'll come up with something really pathetic. And then I'll re go back later and say, oh, my God, why didn't I think of this instead? No, but that's what makes it so funny. It's the <laughs> bad ideas. It's the, those quote-unquote pathetic ideas that's that's what makes improv so beautiful because it's not scripted and it's whatever comes in our head and we have to roll with it so mm -hmm. and and part of it is so there's a lot of skills that are put into practice through improvisation um listening skills you know you have to be there for your partner you have to support them so improv is very collaborative um, you have to be an excellent team player, an mm. excellent listener, um, somebody that is uh, not af afraid as well to, to jump in 
Sometimes if you're seeing, if you see your friends struggling with a scene, you can jump in and, and help them and, you know, make a different character up. So they have some support. So it is very collaborative and, and oh boy, do, do you learn a lot about like how bad your listening skills are when you're improvising? You're like, wow, I thought I was a great listener. And then you realize you have to sharpen them up, sharpen them up even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, first got interested in impro- improvisation, improv. I can't say that word. I That's don't know okay. why. Well, you I first got interested in improv way back in the, uh, the 1990s uh, because I came across the original UK version of Whose Line Is It Anyway on TV. I used to watch that too. <laughs> and I watched this. I, I'd never seen anything like this before. And I just kept watching us. Oh my God, that's amazing. And then after a while, you sit back and say, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do this? And then you think, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And they make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. And then you get up on that stage or in the classroom and oh, good Lord, is it, is it tough. Yeah. Um, you feel a million eyes on you all of a sudden you feel put on the spot and, and you're trying to remember all the quote unquote rules of improv. Yeah. Uh, yeah. even though it's free flowing, there are rules as you yes. just, uh, 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 detailed. Um, and so it is, it is uh, a challenge. It is difficult. It's fun, but <laughs> Oh my God, it's so much harder. Just like game shows. They, they always say, Oh, I can go on a game show and win a million dollars. Then you get up there and you freeze uh, <laughs> yeah. because that's a different situation. Well, improv's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyone that's, that's a, a great, great at what they're doing will make it look so easy mm-hmm. and, you know, and kudos to all the, all the, all the famous improvisers yeah. that we saw on the, on the original. I, I also grew up with the British version of whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my goodness, like all they had, they had like a, a bit where it was musical improv. So they had the guy, yeah. at the, was it, I, was it Richard? I don't know. Richard comes out. He was at the piano, you know, Richard had French. His, <laughs> there you go. He was at the piano and then it was like this hoedown, right? Everyone had their turn <laughs> to sing. And, and um, yeah, I, I, loved the show and they make it look so easy they make it look mm-hmm. so easy and 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 that's what we say to our also right to olympians or, or athletes or anyone or chef when you when you watch them in their art when you watch mm-hmm. a, a performer someone who's invested in their art they make it look so flawless and effort effortless mm-hmm. absolutely and uh the instructors we had um they made us feel so comfortable Oh yes. Again, except level B, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I they were really great. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said before, you're the only one. <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, all five levels were just terrific and so much fun, and I miss it. I really do. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I was expecting a lot more of the Who's Line games to be played. Right. And I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for some of them. Like, it's like, hey, where's scenes from a hat? You know, where's World's <laughs> Worst? Where's yeah. Hoedown? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I was in that mindset too. I think um, you're just thrown into it. And I mm. think obviously, I, I also, we both learned that a lot of actors are, are taking these classes, uh, of course, because it's performance, right? This is yeah. part of the part of performing arts. So, um, and although they have a separate improv for actors, you still find actors taking this the regular improv with everybody. 
and in this regular improv you have different types of people coming in so you have actors you have people that have always wanted to do like you and me um improv because we grew up watching whose Line is it anyway and other cool shows we just had an yeah. interest right and and then you also have individuals that are actually consciously making an effort to work on their uh, public speaking skills or also uh, to alleviate anxiety and to really challenge themselves and put themselves in a space where they're where they're faced with their fears so i mean i that's incredibly courageous but this type of class attracts people from many different many different individuals or many walks of life and i think consequently you the expectations and you and i had of doing all those games were would have been too advanced for some other individuals so we had to start from the foundations and the basic and keep at it, keep at it until, until I, I believe everyone seems comfortable. And now I'm no improv teacher, but I mean, I did observe that and I did, I mean, I feel you on that. Right. And in, 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 in that, when are we playing this game and when are we playing that game? And, yeah. um, but when I look back, I, I thought, okay, a lot of it was really getting you out of your skin, letting you mm-hmm. just be silly. Like we're, I think, you know, one of the things, what, what was it? We're walking around like penguins or like, penguins, and, I, yeah, yeah. and at one point I, I remember thinking, it's a Saturday morning. What am <laughs> I doing with my life? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just walking around. And this part of this voice was saying, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Because yeah, yeah. we had so much penguin tag and I got a bit sick of the penguin yeah, yeah. tag. <laughs> yeah, well, we switched it up every so often with zombie tag. I think yeah, you know we yeah. had that. But, yeah, there is zombie. But you're right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we did have the what quote unquote basic games, mm-hmm. and they were terrific too because they did make us all feel comfortable. Yeah, and they were silly, and they you know broke us out of that uh, that self containment. Um, you know, when I think of things like um, uh, the the golden goats, what was that one? Um, uh. Oh, the gift of the gold. The gift was it the gift of the golden goat? <laughs> yeah, a gift of the golden goat or something like that. And that I loved that one. As soon as it was, I loved it. Or the uh, you know we we made mention of this earlier, uh, the Jello and the Charlie's Angels and the toaster. <laughs> yes, yes. So we basically these are games when we're, we're standing around in circles and and you had to pay attention to the people beside you. Like so, the person immediately to your right and immediately to your left and. Uh, Gosh, what was the game? But eventually you had these rules where if someone said pointed and said jello, all three of you had to like have like jello legs and like act like you're in a jello. And someone would say Charlie's Angels, then you would have to, you know, one person in the middle obviously has their pose and the person left and right has their pose. And at one point, Andrew, we went to your group and we said Charlie's Angels and you did it with the jello legs. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Everyone was laughing. We were on the floor. We couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> it was it was and really funny, yeah. Yeah, it was not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things you get mixed up. You get so into the game and you're thinking of so many different things and then you combine them and next thing you know, you're a Jello Charlie's angel. And uh, at the end, if you remember, I do. Uh, I you know, our instructor always said, okay, at the end, let's all just shout out and be whatever. So someone might say, okay, we're all dinosaurs. And we all have to act around like dinosaurs until somebody else shouts, okay, we're, uh, we're slipping on, a, on an ice rink or we're supermodels or something. And then 
of course. <laughs> I said at the end, <laughs> Jello <Yes>. Charlie's angels. <laughs> we all did the pose <laughs> with our Jello legs. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so great. That was um, that was probably one of my favorite bloopers. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that was, that was very memorable. Very, very mm -hmm. funny. Um, and yeah, you were, you were terrific, Andrew. I have to say, oh, you were, you were you. very good. You, um, my friend, you deserve a lot of credit. Uh, you had fans. You had fans, so you still have fans. So um, oh, I really, you. really enjoyed um, your, your style. And, and I know what you mean. I mean, everyone has their style. Some people are just naturally jump in and have ideas and, and, they have a different way of presenting themselves and and mm -hmm. of course if anyone knows andrew he's very reserved he's very quiet <laughs> right <laughs> so for you to yeah. be up there but oh my goodness i it's usually those those people that tend to be the funniest i don't know i've just in my experience <laughs> it's those people because again it's this expectation right we have mm -hmm. this expectation of you but since we don't know much about you because you're so wrapped up in mystery, you know, we, ha we don't know much about you. Whatever it comes out is hilarious. And mm -hmm. so I think it's that element of surprise and, and the unexpected. And you really wowed so many people. And I think that works well with your personality. It just, it made you even funnier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, um, I'm obviously speechless right now. Um, I am not fishing when I ask either when I say this, but in all, in all honesty, I'm not. But, you know, when we talked last time, you mentioned, hey, you've got your fans and everything and people remember you. And for, in all honesty, I've been spending a lot of time trying to remember what the hell did I do in those five levels that was so memorable? I, I honestly, <laughs> and I'm being completely honest and genuine here, I cannot remember the things that people really enjoyed. I remember the spy part or the, the, uh, you know, sneaking right. into the room. And right. I remember that that was the first big laugh I ever got. And I could not figure out why people were laughing so hard. And then you explained <laughs> to me later, you said it was your facial expressions. I said, Oh, okay. Cause you know, I didn't say anything. What are they laughing at? Was my fly open or something? But, uh, <laughs> so the, the spy game for, for yeah. contacts was basically our, our instructor had this, the spy music playing. Right. And, and we had this room, right? We had a room where we had a couch, we had a table and we had to respect this imaginary furniture. And our job was to come in and hide this chip, right? Like, was it like a, I don't know, a, a microchip. microphone, microchip, yeah. So we had to come in, hide it, and then leave, leave the room. And everyone got their turn. So our instructor would put the music on. And what, obviously, this was uh, without any sound. So we couldn't make any, any sound. We couldn't speak. There was no dial. There was no monologue. So we just had to rely on our actions. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and yours was hilarious. You were very oh. careful. And I think at one point you, there was a bird. So <laughs> was, was there yeah. a bird? You bumped well, into a bird cage or something and you, you pet the bird. And we were all just laughing. We're like, yeah. oh, there's a bird in there. Again, it, imagination <laughs> it was very entertaining. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, basically what it was is like there was no actual furniture or anything set in there. Yeah. They just said, microchip, you go into the room and the rest is up to you mm -hmm. and so basically you have to create a new place to hide oh, something right, right, right. and so i had created the birdcage <laughs> um 
and I went up, you know, and I opened up the bird cage and I took the bird out and I petted it. And then I snuck the microchip underneath like the papers under in the newspapers at the bottom, put the bird <laughs> back in, petted it, closed the cage and out I went. And I remember people coming up to me afterwards and saying, I had no idea you were doing a bird cage until you actually were petting the bird. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so, and some people chose the sofa, some people chose, I guess, windowsills, what have right. you, but yeah, that was, that was a fun game. I enjoy that because it's one of those where you don't rely on words. You just rely on imagination and action. Yes. And you do have to communicate through your actions. And that's rare in improv. A lot of times it's all about action and reaction verbally. Yes. Yes. And, uh, um, I, I just remember how amazing you were, um, in all of the levels I saw you in, uh, you always had a great energy. You always were the first to volunteer to try something new. Um, <laughs> always came up with these great characters. Um, <laughs> the thing that always stuck out to me was uh, when we did the exercise where uh, myself and the instructor, Janet, uh, mm -hmm. played the brother and sister at the front, and we were talking about um, times that we had with our family. And you and three other people had to play the family members, uh, creating snapshots of the incidents as we were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we were talking about singing around the Christmas tree and how, uh, you know, I guess you were playing Janet and I, someone was playing me basically for the pictures. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, I remember you hitting the high notes in uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And of course you had to uh, relay that information through a, a snapshot photo. <laughs> And the look on your face as you're mimicking hitting that high note uh, was just uh, was just brilliant to me. Uh, I will always remember that face. I'll always remember how funny that was and how hard it was not to laugh and continue with Janet uh, doing the scene. Thank you. Uh, Thank but you're, you're brilliant at it. And I, I really do hope you continue because you're amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you got cut out there. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, that's because I dropped my microphone. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. I am still a rookie at this. So, um, One thing I actually wanted to ask you is um, Second City, of course, is world-renowned for being the place to go for improv. Yes. You know, and they have them in Chicago. They have it here in Toronto. They have it uh, in Hollywood. Um, and, of course, all the great um, comedians and actors come out of there. Mm -hmm. And I guess the couple of things I wanted to ask you, because I, I don't think we've ever really talked about this, is number one, how do you feel about being a graduate of the incredible, amazing, one-of-a-kind Second City? And number two, if you remember, they had a strip of stage from the original Second City here in Toronto where they right. used to perform. And how did it feel for you standing on the same stage as people like Mike Myers and John Candy and Joe Flaherty and Martin Short and Andrea Martin and Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Uh, what was that like for you? Oh, man. Um, so number one, to to be a graduate, it's it's exciting. I, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> I, I feel uh, I feel good. You know, it, it's, it's this wonderful high that never fails. So as you mentioned, there's there's they have some amazing illustrious alumni and uh to know that you know they went through this the same the same program and and 
it's an honor. It is an honor to, but it's also, I mean, kudos to, to, the, to Second City as well for doing such a, such an amazing job of uh, every instructor I had was incredible. I didn't have a single complaint from anybody. I think I, I learned so much from, from different individuals and all of our instructors are actors too. I mean, now I, I, I feel like my whole life now I'm looking out for every time I see them and my jaw drops, that's so-and-so or that's so-and-so, or I'll take a picture and I'll send it to my, my friends, whoever I shared the class with. Um, so it's, uh, it was really an honor to work with our instructors and to to learn from them and to see how motivating they are how good they are at what they do you know it, it takes another it takes a certain kind of skill to not just be good at what you do but to be able to teach and inspire and encourage others uh, with that skill others that have no idea what acting is sometimes right because again our, our instructors are professional actors so it's uh it's really humbling it's very it's very exciting and it's very honoring so I, I feel blessed i feel very lucky to be living in toronto to, to actually have a, a second city here right as you mentioned there's one in chicago hollywood and toronto so being in toronto i remember um earlier in the year in my job i got to travel across canada and uh, i made i made a friend and we clicked instantly and she was fantastic. And I remember I mentioned, I don't know what we mentioned. And he said, she said, oh yeah, name of our improv troupe. And I started laughing. I'm like, guess what? I'm going to enroll in Second City. And she was like, oh, I hate you. Um, you know, and we were, we were in, uh, this is Fredericton, New Brunswick. <laughs> so she was like, oh, I'm so jealous. Are you really going to do it? And I said, yep, I'm going to do it. And I said, come on, you can do it with me. And I mean, obviously one can say all these things, but the mere fact is she was like, you're lucky to be living in the city that you have this available to you. So um, I feel very fortunate and to be able to perform on those stage as all, all the alumni that you mentioned. Again, it's a great honor and it's, it's encouraging because everybody around you, the, the most wonderful thing is how encouraging and is everyone around you is. And we, I remember one of our instructors said, the stakes are so low. You know, the stakes are so low. <laughs> what are you worried about? You're going to mess up. Guess what? Nobody cares. Every, you're, you're the only one who's thinking, making such a big deal of you. Just move on. <laughs> no one will even notice. <laughs> so I remember that stuck with me. The stakes are so low. I'm like, all right, I can, I mess up, whatever. <laughs> you know, I keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a long answer. How about yourself, my friend? Um, it, it's, it's very surreal. Um, even to this day, it's hard for me to believe that uh, I'm a graduate of Second City. I'm an alumni of Second City. Yeah. Um, you know, you can put yourself in the same category now as all these greats that I mentioned, even though we're obviously not in the same category as them. <laughs> because they're so uh but it's, it's not a profession time. right yeah. no no exactly yeah. but oh my god it's just such an incredible feeling to to have done this and to think i never would have guessed i would have done this mm -hmm. and um uh, it's something to be so proud of uh with humility as you say not going around uh you know wearing a, a big sign that says i graduated second city <laughs> although uh, i wouldn't mind wearing that you know <laughs> just just saying you know just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I did have a customized license plate done, but um, <laughs> your vanity license. <laughs> my vanity license. Yeah, yeah. 
it's on the side of my car. (laughs) 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 Um, No, uh, and and to stand up there on that stage, that piece of wood that they used to stand on was just in one part of my brain, I'm saying, this is fantastic. I can't believe this. And the other part of my brain, I'm saying, what the hell am I doing on this hollowed ground? (laughs) Uh, um, It was such an incredible feeling to stand up there and, and to, to know that you got to share this with so many amazing people with you and so many people from the past. Um, just incredibly humbling, as you said, and uh, such a, a, so much joy to have, uh, yeah. to have done it and to look back on it. And I want to do it again. If I could do levels A through E again, <laughs> I would definitely do it. Hey, what's stopping us? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. I I'm I am sorry that we never got to do levels D and E together. I know. Yeah, I had to take some time off for personal reasons, and uh, you know, all credit to you. You kept going to keep the momentum, and you know, of course, all power to you for that. And I wish I could have gone with you, but I had to, you know, finish up the, the next year. And yeah. um, but at the same time, it did give me a chance to work with new people yes. that I didn't know from levels A through C. Mm-hmm. So that was actually pretty good in a way too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's another benefit of, of these classes. And I did notice sometimes you would, uh, and for anyone, uh, we should have said this in the beginning. So you had basically each class was level A, level B, level C. So it's like one, two, three. So you have five classes and, and sometimes a large group of people will stick together for the entire five classes uh, five sessions and and other times they wouldn't i believe for me um the most consistency i has was the first two i believe and the third one we had a mixture you were there but that's mm-hmm. after that my my fourth and fifth were random we're just like i didn't know anybody um so there is something good about that that you're challenged again you have to be out of your comfort zone in another way not only just doing improv but you're around mm-hmm. people you've never met so mm-hmm. um i think it's uh it, it was it was nice it was it was a good it was a good lesson you know it made me even better i would say mm-hmm. and each level was what seven weeks i believe so yeah. overall it's 35 weeks of improv yeah. which um uh, just so amazing. I, I like I said that I would love to again. It really was a lot of fun. Um, but you'd have to go with me, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm I not will. doing this without Sonic. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I guess Say the they, word. I had another question for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, the word. <laughs> um, no, I had another question for you, and oh, I know what it was. Mm-hmm. In all of your five um, levels that you did. Right. What would you say was your favorite personal moment? My personal moment, as in when I was performing? Yeah. Um, hmm. My favorite personal moment. Wow. Every time was just such a joy. I, I mean, I could not wait to go to these classes. I would think once a week, oh, I want more than once a week. I could do this all day, every day. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, did I pick the wrong profession? Should I just (laughs) have become an actor? Um, So, um, yes. (laughs) My personal favorite. Um, I did really enjoy uh, the, the performances. So our, you know, after each class, our class would basically perform. And this is where you can get in in the student theater 
So this wasn't the big theater that we all go to, but this is the student theater. This is the small one where, as you mentioned, Andrew, you know, Mike Myers, John Candy, it was called the John Candy uh, box theater by John Candy box theater. So tiny theater, right? Tiny stage, but you get to invite your friends and they come and support you. So I loved our performances. I loved our performance shows because the lights are there, right? The lights are hitting you. And man, <laughs> and that's, it's a different feeling. It's a different thrill. Um, yeah. I do. And it's, it's nice to, um, cause when you're in your class as well, people are really supportive, right? They're very supportive. They know you, but then when you're performing and you see these strangers coming in and when you hear them laugh, you're mm. like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't have to laugh cause they knew me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but so there's something about, the about being on stage with people that you've never seen and and then getting the those laughs so that was very to me that was very motivating and encouraging and i did go out to one of those uh practice ones so what we would do as as students of second cities is we could go out um every week like every let's say wednesdays they would have where you pay a little donation and you just perform and you know you they put your name in a box and then throughout the night they would be doing all these games and you'd get a chance to perform and i did a, f a few of those and i really i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it um i think once we were doing a game where uh you were a radio host so so basically one person's a host once the one is the guest and the host would pick a topic whatever topic and then the guest would have to have a very passionate opinion on that topic right and just go on and on and on and we would rotate so whoever played the host would now be in the guest chair and out comes a new person from the stage playing the host and i remember i i came and and i was the host and i'm looking at this person and uh, i think it was it was an embarrassing moment this wasn't even a good moment but i was looking at them and and I had to make a name for them, right? I think whatever I picked must have been a vegetable. Be like, today we're talking about asparagus. And <laughs> and I remember I looked at him and I I had to give him a name. And at the time, and people are gonna hate me for this, I can't believe I'm saying this. I did not know. I knew I knew the actor, I just didn't know his name. So this is Josh Josh Brolin. I did not know. <laughs> mm. I knew I've heard of the name so much because at the time maybe one of the Marvel movies was coming out. <laughs> was it Endgame? And then I looked at this guy and, and he was, and the funny thing is, he was actually pretty, um, you can tell he worked out, right? He was, mm -hmm. he was, he was not a huge guy, but he was, he was a big guy. And I was like, uh, Josh Brolin. I just called him Josh Brolin and everyone started laughing. They all cracked up. And now he, he decided to, I think, do like a Quebecois accent. For some reason, I don't know what the reason behind that was. He was fantastic, but but I remember I even caught him off guard. He just laughed, and at the end there were some Thanos jokes, right? There were some Josh Brolin jokes. Josh Brolin came back, and here I am this whole time thinking, why is this so funny? And I had to go home and be like, oh, what is wrong with me? I don't know. That somehow stuck to me. So, yeah, just, just an idiot moment. But I mean, I mean, it's not a nah. good thing in improv to reference actors. We're encouraged to use uh, make up names, right? Because if mm -hmm. we have a name with no association, it gives your partner more of a chance to create a character. 
Mm-hmm. Which luckily my partner was very advanced. I think he was from the conservatory group, but he must have been thinking, "What is wrong with you?" And, but to, to my defense, I didn't think, I didn't realize that Josh Brolin was playing Thanos at the time in theaters. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I know you said we're not supposed to really reference um, famous people and everything. But I, I have to admit, I'm a little bit of a devil because in Levels uh, D&E, mm-hmm. there, was one, um, there was one woman, um, she used to do this great impression of uh, Nicolas Cage. And so anytime I got a chance, oh I was on the stage with her, I would make sure I brought up Nicolas Cage just to get her to do the impression. <laughs> yeah. I think so, I know uh, who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I was a bit of a devil there, but uh, she, was, she was good at it. So I, I, I liked hearing it. Oh yeah, she was great at it. Yeah, yeah. Love, love, love impressions. Love impressions. I have, um, (laughs) yeah, for anyone that's around me too long, we'll just get to know very fast that I love accents and I love impressions. Although Mm -hmm. I try not to be obviously offensive and I wouldn't bust them out, you know, in in contextually inappropriate situations, but I just, I love the Mm -hmm. way people talk. I love mimicking and doing impressions. It's just, oh, it's so fun. It's Mm -hmm. so fun. Yeah. It is absolutely. Um, how about you? What was your personal moment? Um, well, as I told you, I don't really remember a whole lot about the things that I did over those five levels. I remember a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the Charlie's Angel Jello. That's definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them, but that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is anything uh, really on purpose in improv? Yeah. Is anything really? <laughs> How much time do I we have not, to no. say? I, I gotta make them laugh. You know, we don't do that. Yeah. Right? You're just like, it's whatever comes <laughs> out. Right? You're right. It's a knee-jerk reaction. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think one of my favorites, and I don't know why, because it's not like I was funny or anything. I think it was just because I didn't make a fool out of myself, uh, was the final show for level, uh, D, which, uh, you came to, Mm -hmm. um, and it was the, uh, let's make a date, which is a cheap ripoff of the dating game. Right. And, uh, I had to play the, the bachelorette. (laughs) <laughs> well, they did. They didn't tell me I had to be able to play a bachelorette. I chose to play the bachelorette as opposed to a bachelor. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the other three had um, were given from the audience uh, specific characteristics that they had to play. They couldn't mm-hmm. just play regular off the street people because yes. that wouldn't be any fun, of course. And my job, of course, was to ask questions and then guess who they were. Right. And of course, I came in um, as this, you know, typical kind of sleazy, um, you know reality show bachelorette sort of you know contestant <laughs> your version and, which was really great yeah yeah and, and uh, you know i said my name is tammy with three m's as in mm, that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah yeah and, and i asked these great questions and one of course you know our friend uh, nicholas cage was in hot seat number one so i did say you know in your best celebrity impression <laughs> you know, I asked her this question, so of course I was trying to lead her to do Nicolas Cage again. That's how bad I am. And uh, was I was great. actually surprised at how well I guessed who they were. I got all three of them. Yeah. And, yeah, and one really was Queen good. Victoria, one was a hyena, and one was a, a piano player. And, uh, you know, blind jazz piano player, and I got all three of them, and I was blown away by that. But I think it was just a lot of fun to play that character and to ask those questions and really look and listen for the mm-hmm. clues 
And I think that's where I was really happy with the action reaction aspect of my, you know, I'm not going to say I was over the top funny with that character. I just felt I was more engaged and I was really a part of that more than I had been in the past. Because as you said, sometimes you're so busy thinking about what you're going to do next or say next or where you're standing, you forget to listen to the other person and look for the clues and feed them something that's going to help them out. Uh, And in this case, uh, I felt that it all came together for me. And um, I actually got a big laugh that day too in another game where we played uh, Hitchhiker. Right. And, um, you know, Hitchhiker is one where you have three chairs sitting side by side and it's supposed to be the front seat of a car, apparently an old car because no front seats have three seats right now. They, <laughs> they don't have the bench seats anymore. Isn't supposed to be anymore. behind? Just to make sure that <laughs> yeah. one person's behind you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should have been, but it was all in the front. And then, uh, you know, you have the driver and the passenger and the hitchhiker comes in with a, um, a characteristics that they create and they get in the car and they display this characteristic or this personality and the other two all of a sudden have to act just like that person and then the driver has to find some reason to bail out of the car and then the two move over and then they pick up another hitchhiker with another personality and they bring that into the car and the others have to adapt to that and um uh the one big laugh i got was um i was the driver and we picked up a hitchhiker and he was like an army guy yeah. And of course, we all had to suddenly be army people, you know, and, and you know, yes, sir, yes, sir, this sort of thing. And uh, I said, um, when it was my turn to jump out of the car, I just said, I'm not worthy to be in this car, sir. And I jumped out and I started crawling, <laughs> doing the belly crawl across the floor. Uh, you know, that was, as, that as, was brilliant. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't do it too well because I was wearing white pants at the time and I didn't want to wreck them, but... <laughs> but uh, that got a pretty good big laugh. And again, I was surprised by that because I have such a backward sense of humor that things that I think are funny will get crickets. Uh, <laughs> and then the things that I don't think that are that funny, like the spy, um, will get a big laugh. And I'm thinking, why are people laughing? Um, <laughs> or why are they, they not laughing? This is funny. Yeah. Um, so I think those are two that stood out for me anyway. But um uh, yeah, I can't remember too much else other than that, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I do remember I played the... So to comment back to those things, you just said one thing, you know, the things that you think are funny will get crickets, and the things that you didn't realize are funny, right? You you learn. And I that's one of the things about improv. It's, again, you, you the goal isn't to be out there and try to make someone laugh. It's actually about being in a situation where everything is purely accidental and while at the same time you're learning some of the fundamental theory of comedy so this is what the challenging part we learn the theory but then we're told to just play with it and trust the process because the minute you're trying to be funny it's not going to be funny mm-hmm. and the thing is if you just trust the process and and perhaps think of situations and and just be creative and do it with enthusiasm do it with a lot of passion and that's what ends up getting a, a lot of laughs so um, yeah, to, to, to just go back to that, I think that, that that's improv, right? That, that's it. it is, you're right. And it is all about reaction. It's not about um, what do I think is going to be funny and thinking about it ahead of time. It is about reacting to the moment. Um, I'm actually in the middle of reading a book. Um, when I was growing up, one of my favorite actors, and I still admire him so much for the work that he did, um, was John Ritter. I loved him in Three's Company. 
Uh, um, and at that time, I was just so amazed at how funny he was and how physical he was and how good he was. And now that I look back at it as an adult, I can appreciate it that much more. And the book I'm reading right now uh, references him and his time in Three's Company. And he was talking about um, being funny isn't about your actions. It's about your reactions. Right. And so even if somebody is talking, you have the facial expression to react to what they're saying or what they're doing. And right. that is where the comedy is. Right. Improv, I think now in retrospect is the same way. And I wish I knew that better or adopted it better back then that I focused more on the reaction than I did on the action. Mm. And I probably would have been a lot more successful and would have felt a lot less pressure. Um, mm. So absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to study <laughs> acting. Um, <laughs> hey, and, let's do it. Put You're... that into... <laughs> put that on your resume. Can we do it again? <laughs> Are we allowed Wait, to? <laughs> there's, there's so many other classes. Another one that I took was the assembly. So shout out to the assembly. I absolutely love, love that, the, that uh, theater as well. That, um, and, and I did... I didn't complete that program there, uh, but I would like to. So that's long form improv, which I'm beginning to think that I like a much more than short form. There's a difference between short form and long form. With long form, it tends to be about games in the scene and you bring back characters. So scenes tend to be a bit longer uh, and, and repetitive in terms of you have same, same, same characters that appear in different situations. Whereas with short form, it's um, you're writing on the spot and uh, the minute it gets a laugh, done, you know, you can, you can end it. So they tend to be quick and the games are shorter. Um, anyway, that's my limited knowledge from what I know, but I really, really enjoyed long form. So my friend, we have all the time, uh, you know, when things slowly, when the world opens up again and <laughs> we can, we can continue that. So I, w I will drag you to the, the, the assembly this time, I think. That's my goal. Sounds good. I, you know, actually, I was thinking about if I ever did get back into improv classes again, I would like to maybe try the long form. Because sometimes with short form, you'd be a little limited, especially in level B. Uh, when you have an instructor who cuts you off uh, at the most inopportune times, um, <laughs> that, there's my level B bashing again. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's um, okay. But uh, yeah. You're allowed so to have your opinion. That's I okay. like level B so much. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the people, it wasn't the games, it was, yeah. It's Anyhow, a style of teaching um, and coaching, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, I know I wasn't the only one who was rubbed the wrong way that way, but, um, you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to put the spotlight on myself for a second here. Uh, I just okay. remembered another um, one of my favorite moments from, uh, from improv. I told Too you I'm sure. delayed. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, we all Ten are. Ten minutes later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was in it was in level E, and we were actually practicing for the final big show in the JCB, the John Candy Box Theater. Mm -hmm. And it was our practice, so we were doing a few games. And there was one game, um, and I don't remember what it was. It was just uh, I think people just popped into the scene at any given moment if they had. Uh, um, an idea to add to it mm -hmm. and you know there's a a couple that was out on a date they're sitting at the table and uh hang on i have to think about this first oh she was out with like a, a mechanical man okay. uh, or a robot or i was <laughs> i think it was a robot when you said and, mechanical you know, man i just thought of a mechanic i'm like why did you say a mechanical <laughs> man what's the deal and then i thought oh wait wait robot <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, so she's out with this robot. They're having a dinner. Um, and then, you know, the waiter comes in and does his spiel. And then someone else comes in and do their spiel. And so I just jumped into the scene as uh, another robot and I went up to her and I said hey what are you doing we had a commitment here so you know <laughs> I'm the boyfriend she's cheating on right yeah <laughs> and then uh you know part of improv is bringing back into a new scene what you've done in previous scenes yes uh just to you know, reference and so a couple of other scenes happen and then another scene happens and it kind of went back to the two people out on a date again mm -hmm. except the person she was dating was someone who said everything twice and so all of a sudden, the person who played the waiter in the previous scene picked that up and he came in and did the exact same spiel as he did in the first scene. And then the <laughs> other person came in and they did the same thing. So I said, okay, why not? So I walked in and I said, hey, what are you doing? I thought we had a commitment here. Hey, what are you doing? I thought we had a commitment here. <laughs> and, you know, that, that got a huge laugh. I mean, one guy was just was so red in the face, he was killing himself laughing. <laughs> and again, it was one of those where I didn't think it was that funny, but in retrospect, I thought it was pretty clever. You know, I mean, she's dating a guy who's like her current boyfriend already. You know, she's attracted <laughs> to these guys who speak twice. So uh, that was the joke, right? Same with the robot. Yeah. So um, I thought it was funny anyway, but uh, a lot of people did. And, and um, Again, it's one of those where you don't think it's that funny, but it gets a huge laugh, and you're yeah. just really relieved. So, you know, you know, so you learn off. so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> you, you know, you learn so much about uh, about comedy. You learn about what people find funny. You learn about yourself, and you learn mm -hmm. about it, it's it's always, almost always, com surprises me. Right? The expectations are whoa! I didn't realize that. And the minute mm -hmm. you get that laugh, you're like, okay, this is what they like. This is what I'm going to get that give them, and that's yeah. another thing of comedy, right? You have to, as you're saying, it's you have to pay attention to the reactions. It's not about what you think is funny; it's about what the audience thinks is funny. So, yeah, um, and 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 build on that idea. So you know, you you remember that, and then you build on that, and and mm -hmm. you bring back the things again. So you pretty much that repetition. You know, there's certain rules of comedy that you're bringing back now. So. So yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, you, it's funny, you shared your level E experience. One of the ones that I remember was my, another, when we were performing our level E show and uh, I, we were actually the first ones to go up there. And it was a game where you have a scene with your partner and you basically are saying each line has to correspond to the letters of the alphabet. So I'd be like, hello, and you'd be like, beautiful day, and I'd be like, cuckoo, and then so mm -hmm. C, A, B, C, D, and so each line would have to, and my, my partner was just hilarious, um, and I remember, I, I, <laughs> I think I, I just, I had this really, we, we, we played a couple in the grocery store, and, and uh, I just picked an orange, and I just started eating it, like just shoving my mouth in the orange, <laughs> going, oh, yeah, and, he, and he's like, why do you have to do that all the time? And then I, I think I kept bringing up my PhD, like, I have a PhD. So um, I do remember really leaning into that character, you know, at, at that time, you're like, yes, I'm understanding the rules of comedy here, really <laughs> making sure my character's there. But I did get a lot of calm, good comments, good feedback on that, and the game went pretty... And I think I think I, I I played someone who I mentioned Zeus and Zeus came back again in that game and you know, so Zeus was mentioned and Zeus was brought back to life in the later game latter game so that was another compliment so 
Yeah, it's great to, to learn from the audience. It is, it is. And, you know, you're never going to make everybody laugh. You know, oh, as long as you can make uh, at least one person laugh, then you're doing okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, unless that person's like, you know, your best friend and they're laughing just for the sake of saving you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I hey, am so even sorry then, that you... That's a funny situation. Even then, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, if, you know, at least they think you made somebody laugh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry that you and I never got a chance to do more scenes together, though. I, I was waiting and waiting and hoping and hoping because I just thought, oh, my God, I need to work with this person. But at the same <laughs> time, I was honestly so intimidated by working with you because you were just so good. And I thought, oh, my God, I really have to put on the, the, the high-top improv shoes here to, Aww, to, thank to, you. to keep up with you. <laughs> no, is that, why, is that why we didn't get to work together? So this is a downside of, of having someone you know. Uh, just quickly, mm. I know I asked you a question. Is you, you, you go in going, yeah, my friend here, you meet her. And then what I found was we never worked together. <laughs> and I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, I got to make new friends. I got to... I have to go out of my comfort zone. But then later I'm thinking, no, I, I, I have limited time. I need to do at yeah. least one scene with Andrew. So Yeah, yeah. And you're right. It is true. I mean, you're in there with a friend of yours, but you don't want to be buddied up all the time because exactly. you feel like, you know, you're going to get into this, not, uh, lack, for lack of a better word, rut. Exactly. Of not working with other people and not that working with you would be a rut of any means. But um, yeah, you would get too comfortable. Yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, and so it's good to expose yourself to other people. But again, because there's so many other people and so many other combinations that you can do in the group, you never get a lot of chance to do work one on one. Like we worked sure. in, you know, twos or, or I mean, threes or fours before. Yeah. But we didn't get a lot of one on one time. Yeah. And um, I, I really wish we could have worked a lot more together because it would have been so much fun. Uh, I, I, I think because we know each other too, and we can, as we talked about earlier, have these crazy connection uh, um, conversations yep. that that would come out naturally in just playing <laughs> off each other uh, yep. in an improv setting. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> and we throw in a little. Yeah, we probably throw in our, our our inside jokes every so often. You know, we've mentioned mustache soup or something, and <laughs> and uh, people would say, "What are you talking about?" And then we'd be laughing our heads off, and then we say, "Oh yeah, we got to include them too." Um, so there's a danger of that too. You yeah. know, you do what's familiar and others are not going to get it, but True. I, I still wish we could have worked more. Well, there is uh, certainly the, the future. We have all control to continue doing yeah. improv and, and, uh, and in that, in that moment, you know, to, to embrace working with each other even more. And, and so I, I, I will, I, I mark my word. I will of course, once again, pressure you very gently, as you put it, very kindly. Uh, <laughs> is that even pressure? I will, <laughs> I will try to get you into improv again, and then we'll get we'll get a chance. And you know, you can even we could start a troop, and we could do what we. Uh, it would be pretty cool, pretty cool. And speaking of good troops, if if, if anyone is interested in uh, anything other than whose line is it anyway? There's a show on Netflix called Middle Ditch and Schwartz, and um, if you have not seen it, my friend, you apps you have to see it. They have three episodes, each being an hour, and this is long form improv. And these guys are hilarious. I actually I remember 
I like to end the night on comedic terms. You know, I, I always like to end the night watching comedy and because I'm pretty comedy obsessed. So I was watching Middle Digit Shorts and it, I was feeling very sleepy. So to, to really help with that, I decided to lie on my soft couch, lie down. And, and I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll pause it and finish the rest later. But I was hooked. It woke me up. And, and I'm a very heavy sleeper. <laughs> like I could fall asleep anywhere, anytime. Um, people, my, my best friend jokes, he, said, he says, that's my superpower. I have sleep powers. But I was, it was late at night. It was getting close to my bedtime and I washed and I was, I was awake and I laughed. I was laughing so hard to throughout the entire one hour. And actually when it ended, I thought that was it. That was, that was it. And, and it's just these two guys and they're making, you know, middle ditch and shorts and they may have these, all these characters. Have you got a chance to see that, Andrew? I'm sorry, what's it called? Have middle ditch and shorts. No, I've never heard. Of, I don't have Netflix in all honesty. Um, I am going so to give I, you my uh, account credentials so you can watch this. Oh, good Lord. Wow. Yeah, you yeah, trust I, me. <laughs> the pressure is on. Um, yeah. You are going to watch that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I will definitely watch it because it sounds great. And uh, I know I'm the only person in the world without Netflix, but, uh, you know, I've gotten by this many, you know, 537 years without it. So you're ancient. Uh, well, you know, we all lie about our age. I'm actually older than that. <laughs> you're, you're like 700 and something. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> yeah, but I look 900. Oh, now you're really, you're now you're really you confusing. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Total sense. Yeah. Total sense. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much um, for joining in. Um, just to kind of sum it up, we, you know, uh, both of us are Second City graduates, and today's topic was really the Second City experience and why I love improv. And it's not just about um, going outside of your comfort zone. It's about doing something that you really like, uh, learning a new skill, uh, making friends along the way, and really being inspired by, by the art of comedy, right? We take comedy for granted, but we don't realize that there, there are rules. There are, there's theory behind it, and, and there's people out there work really hard. And I think we don't give comedians enough um, I think credit sometimes, you know, if, if you're in a group of friends, you say, yeah, yeah, so-and-so is just a comedian. And I'm thinking, how dare you, <laughs> right? Just a, so it's, it's, it's very humbling. There's so much to learn. And certainly the, the folks that on, on TV make, make it seem much easier. But I'm so, so thrilled and glad to have had that experience. And here's a shout out to Second City and all the wonderful instructors that were there that were so encouraging and who I still see, like, I think I saw one at, was it Daredevil? It was something that I was watching and I saw one of my teachers and I just lost it. I thought, oh my gosh, what? And I had to pause it and take a picture of that. So it's, it's yeah, I, it, the fun never stops. And I still support the local improv community. And the thing that I wanted to mention actually was the community part, right? There's a big improv community. So we support each other. We go and see their shows. All, there's these actors that are invested in this as their, and it doesn't pay very well, but they do it because they love it. And you can tell, you can tell that they're doing it because they love it because it's pure talent, it's pure passion. And so it's, we always encourage each other to go out to your local theaters to support your improv improvisers. And, you know, so the theaters could be Second City. What are the theaters? Can you remember? Like, 
Um, yeah. Oh God. Um, oh geez. You're really putting me on the spot now. <laughs> you're testing my 537 year old brain. Yeah. Again, here's my 10 minutes delay, you know, 10 minutes from now, I'll have all the answers for you. But right now <laughs> I kind of go, I'm kind of going um, blank right now. Well, there's many uh, shows around Toronto. Uh, I'm actually looking them up. So Bad Dog Comedy Theater is one. Um, I knew there was a dog in there somewhere. I remember yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Social Capital. There you go. That's the one. Right? There's a so We call the SoCap. We call Cash 23, which I'm a huge, huge fan of, where you have basically improv teams they compete and they have three rounds and the, mm -hmm. the applause comedy bar. Here it is comedy bar. So um, out West, very close to bad dog is cat. It's a comedy bar as well. And they do many shows and, and yeah, so, so just, you know, go out there, support your local, um, local stars that are working that actually are really good. It's like, mm -hmm. it's pure, it's great talent. It's out there. If you wanted to, to check out something new, right? You're, you're, you're sick of sick of sitting in a theater, check out some improv shows. Absolutely. Um, I just want to quickly mention that my, uh, my level E instructor, I actually see him on commercials all the time. He does this <laughs> one for medical insurance and I loved him to death uh, as an instructor because right from day one, right from the very first thing that we did, the very first game, warm-up game, I could see that he loved everything that we were doing. He was so genuinely engaged and enthusiastic and just loving everything that we did. Uh, he was constantly covering his mouth to keep from laughing. He was just truly, <laughs> genuinely enjoying it. And, uh, you know, you get so much motivation and enthusiasm and energy from that. Mm, and, uh, you know, you're, yeah. And, and these improvers, uh, improvisers, they really do put out, put themselves out there because again, they're not hiding behind any characters unless they create those characters. <laughs> they're going out as themselves in front of everybody, <laughs> just like yeah. a, a stand-up comedian does. And that's yeah. not easy. So uh, credit to everybody who's ever tried improv, uh, who stuck with it. And uh, it's just, it's an amazing art form. It's a lot of fun. It does teach you a lot. And um, again, kudos to Second City and um, all the other improv um, opportunities out there too that give people like us a chance to make fools of ourselves. What a great way to, <laughs> to, to, to wrap this up. <laughs> love it. Love it. And if you're, if, you know, you got to say, if you're comfortable making fool of yourself, you've got comedy. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's actually in my rep, like it's whenever I go, I remember I went to Vancouver for a vacation uh, and uh, we went to an improv show, you know, so I make it a, I, I just have to have it wherever I go. If I'm traveling to a new city, I have to check out the local improv scene and the local theater scene. So, so here's to everyone that's working, as you said, so hard, right? Like, keep up absolutely. Yeah keep the laughs coming because I think yeah. laughter is uh, much needed, <laughs> much needed in life. <laughs> especially these days, especially these days. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for joining in um, and, and sharing your experiences and, uh, and a lot of laughs along the way. And I've had a wonderful, wonderful discussion. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, if anyone's ever driving around Toronto and they see a car with a huge vanity license plate on the side of their car that says Second City Graduate Superstar, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> awesome. You know, I'm going to have to get that same t-shirt. I'm going to, I'm going to have to get that t-shirt made for our birthdays, I think, or maybe like a Christmas present or something. <laughs> Rest of us, Christmica, whatever we celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you'll, you'll recognize us if we have those shirts. So yeah, thank you for joining in. Sana talks to people and sometimes yourself. Today's topic was the Second City Experience. Why I love improv with my dear friend, Andrew. Uh, you can find this podcast on my website, www.aartysana.com, artisana.com under the podcast section. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Yourself. Thank you so much, Andrew. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope you um, continue, continue making a fool of yourself because I certainly will. I do it on a daily basis. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>